0: just going to speak, just very briefly, um, I just feel there's a, a, a couple of things to share on this Father's Day, and uh, I know that for many of us there'll be a range of emotions, different emotions, uh, even, even for myself today, and thank you for little notes and comments that, that people have made. But I was thinking about we're very much committed to this pressing into life in the spirit, and we've got this phrase we're living with, life in the Spirit. And, and I, I was thinking, you might chuckle and you'd say, well, well, of course, Mark. But I was, as I was thinking, I was thinking, well, how does life in the Spirit connect with the Father? And I thought to myself, well, of course it does. But I, I, it was like, Lord, would you give me, Holy Spirit, would you give me a hook just to hang this thing of the Father uh, and the Spirit, life in the Spirit, and uh, as Ashley and I were meeting together, I so value Ashley, I so value his friendship and the realness, and we spend time together most weeks, if we possibly can, and we talk, we share, we, we really open up things together, and we pray. But we were just walking along uh, the seafront, and, and then suddenly it just dropped, and I thought, of course, of course. And uh, I had one of those moments, he, he's getting used to my weird and wonderful ways, but uh, I don't know if you'll ever get used to it, but Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. To the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you If your child asks for bread, we'll give them a stone. Or if they ask for a fish, we'll give them a snake. If you then, though you are evil or sinful, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And Luke, in Luke's Gospel, it says, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How much more will your heavenly Father give gifts, will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? As I was just mulling on this, studying, reflecting, I came across a, an excellent little article um, from uh, the Gospel Coalition blog. I know some of you uh, read that from time to time. But in in this little blog was a a man uh, who would have described himself as a a Pentecostal, uh, or we might say a charismatic. Someone who believes that the person and the work, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, are for today. But in this blog, he talked about finding himself becoming more and more cautious about it all. Now, I connected with some of that personally, not because I found myself becoming more cautious, but personally, when I first began to hear and understand a bit about the things of the Holy Spirit, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit, I actually found it quite frightening. I found it quite, quite scaring. It was quite challenging. And uh, I, I was very cautious, very uncertain about it all to start with. But as time went on, I began to learn and to understand and to have a greater freedom. But I also recognised how easy it is to fall back into caution, to fall back even into suspicion and and fear. And I was reflecting on why that might be. And it was the next phrase that this guy uh, wrote that, that caught my eye. He said this, When I said I was cautious about some of my father's gifts, I had to ask myself, what did this communicate about my father? You see, in a sense, I believe some of his gifts are inherently dangerous. I believe that if I was not hypervigilant, my father's gifts would harm somebody. And Again, I can understand something of that. Very sadly, spiritual gifts can be abused. They can be used to control, to to manipulate. Some of us may even have experienced that firsthand. But this is key. This is absolutely key. And Hannah really started us on that road today and, and, and mentioned it already. As children of a loving father... Fearful caution is not the attitude to have towards our Father's generous gifts. Can I say that again? As children of a loving Father, fearful caution is not the attitude to have towards our Father's generous gifts. Instead, it's to be much more like the kind of joy, and I love the fact that, that Hannah was talking about joy, joy that children have when they run down the stairs on, on Christmas morning or a birthday morning, exciting to see what has been lovingly chosen for them. In many cases, far more than we could ever ask or imagine And I was thinking, even this week, obviously reflecting on my dad, as many of us are doing, thinking about it, but when I saw this phrase, and I was thinking about this phrase about Christmas morning and birthday, my birthday is January the 25th. For those of you who are very quick, you will understand something of the implication of that. It's just one payday after Christmas, (laughs) Um, but it's Christmas, obviously, is December 25th, and my birthday is January 25th. So, you know, I was one of those, do you get a Christmas birthday present? Do you get a birthday Christmas present? You know, all of those things. But I remember I had a, a racing bike. Now, some of you are not old enough, but do you remember at the racing bar with the handlebars that went over like that at the front, and you, you leaned over, and you leaned over. And my dad had got a very old battered uh, bike, and he'd done it all up and he'd painted it blue. And I remember seeing this blue paint splattered around the place and on him and not knowing what he was doing. And then uh, either Christmas or birthday, I can't remember, but I got given this. But I can still remember the smell of it as my dad gave me this bike that he had done up. Incredible. He poured himself into it. He'd put a new chain on it and he'd oiled it. And uh, it, it was second hand because that would have certainly been our stage of us as a family, the oldest of four children, um, my dad not having very much money at that particular stage in my life. I was about eleven um, because I was going to senior school, and I was going to need to cycle to school every day. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some months later, as I was coming home from school, uh, I was coming down the hill and uh, An older lady driving a very large old Rover, some of you remember the big old Rovers, uh, classic, she decided to turn right as I was coming down the hill, and uh, she hit me so hard that she broke my leg um, and actually bent, there was a V-shape in my brand new racing bike, so, um, uh, and... uh, the rest of my face hit the road as well, but that's another story. But, <laughs> so it was a, a painful accident. Um, so I didn't have it for very long, but I just remember receiving the gift of that bike. Our Heavenly Father, as, as Hannah has already said, is a good father who loves to give good gifts. I want us to hear that today. See, different ones of us will have experienced, had different experiences of our Father. Some of them will be good, some of them will not be good. Some of us will even be judging our own hearts and motives and thinking through our background and so on. Our Heavenly Father is a good Father who loves to give good gifts. It reminded me of the the story of the, the famous golfer. Arnold Palmer, some of you will know that name, doesn't matter if you don't, but he was a very famous golfer and he once played a series of special exhibition matches in Saudi Arabia and the king of Saudi was was so impressed that he told Arnold Palmer he wanted to give him a gift. Arnold said, you know, it really isn't necessary your highness, Um, I'm just honoured to have been invited to, to play here. The king replied to him, he said, do you know, I would be deeply upset if you don't allow me to give you a gift. So Arnold Palmer thought about it for a moment and he said, well, all right, h- how about a golf club? Um, that would be, be a beautiful little memento of my visit to your, your country. That was the simplest thing he could he could think of. So anyway, the next day, there was a knock on his hotel door and uh, somebody uh, handed him an envelope. And he thought, well, this is interesting. What's this envelope? In the envelope was a, the title deeds to a golf club. <laughs> Thousands of acres, trees, lakes, and a clubhouse. True story, I'm told. The moral of this story in the presence of the king, don't ask for small gifts it's a good father who loves to give good gifts I believe that there's something that God is wanting to do among us as a church as we press into life in the spirit I think for some of us there is a fear what if we need to know he's a good father who wants to give us good gifts And they're not small gifts. I just felt again in the prayer time this morning, just an overwhelming sense of the pleasure of the Father as he loves to bless his children. It's not small. It's not just enough. It's not, it's pressed down. It's shaken together and it's running over. It's, it's lavish, it's mighty, it's glorious, it's generous, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. It causes us to go, wow! Yeah. And I believe God wants us to know the wow in these days. There's release to come on us as a body more and more, I believe. It's like, well, may, maybe Lord, if I could, if I could just you know, just be aware... Just a, just a golf club, that you know. Well, if you really want to, just a golf club. Here, let me give you trees and rivers and lakes and a clubhouse. What, what is it? I, I asked for a golf club. you yeah, I've just given you one. More than you could ask or imagine. More than you could ask or imagine. He loves to give good gifts to his children. And the gifts that he gives us are for our goods. And as Ashley was sharing, I think it was perhaps in the prayer time, but it's for the good of others as well. Interesting in the Bible, it says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And there's this incredible truth that God loves to give. He loves to bless us. But, you know, as we give, as we bless, as we give away, I'm sure you've all had that sensation, as Ashley said about the kids. It's almost like there's more joy in the giving than there is in the receiving. And, and actually, as you give, and, you know, sometimes Jackie and I have been on the receiving end at times. of the most extraordinary generous gifts, whether that be for immediate family or, or friends, things that have happened, things that have been given to us. Somebody once gave us an all-expenses trip to, to Barbados. It was the most extraordinary thing. They flew us to New Zealand. We had two weeks in New Zealand. I mean, we didn't ask for it. We weren't looking for it. They just gave it freely. The only tricky bit was we had the Novoro virus in the middle of it all. <laughs> so we were really quite unwell. So one day, we, maybe we'll go back. In eternity, we'll go back anyway. <laughs> That, uh, between the three of us, we were we were quite poorly the whole time. But I mean, incredible. But I know the joy that comes from giving. We've also been able to bless others and give to others. There is a there's a joy in that. Even though you are evil, even though you are sinful people. Know how to give good gifts to your children. You're not going to give them a scorpion when they ask for a fish. You're not going to give them a stone when they ask for an egg. Even though you know how to give good gifts, how much more (coughs) will your heavenly Father give good gifts? Will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Are you ready to ask? You're afraid to ask? He's inviting you today to ask. To ask Him. I believe there's some significant things that God wants to do just in us and with us this morning. Just thinking where to bring communion, which point to bring communion. Let me share a couple of things here. I didn't know whether I'd do this before communion or after. I just want to share, I've literally got some words, a couple of single words written down here, so I want to speak from my heart with this, really. God has been speaking to me a lot ever since I've been here the last four and a half years about kindness. This is such a kind church. You need to know that you're kind. You're kind people. Kindness is a really, really important thing. And I want to open up the subject of kindness another time. But the kindness of our Saviour, the kindness of our God. I believe that one of the marks of us as Christians, as believers, in the days ahead, will be kindness. It's a huge subject. You know, Christians can be so malicious at times. It can be so damaging to one another. In the midst of a... I'm not speaking into an agenda here, by the way. I'm, I'm just saying that we know that to be true. Some of us will have been on the receiving end of that. Some of us will have even heard stories of that in recent times in, in other places in other ways. But there is a sweetness in the heart of the Father. There is a kindness in the grace of God, that if we begin to open ourselves to it and to receive it and to know it will impact us deeply and it will impact our community. It will impact our community. There's another word, this is even more challenging, it's interesting even on a, on a day, day like Father's Day, Fathering Day and you're speaking to men, this is a word that you won't hear men use very much but I believe it's I believe it's a biblical thing, I believe it's a godly thing, it's the word intimacy. One of the things about the vineyard movement, some of you will know the vineyard movement, John Wimber, I had uh, quite a lot of influence, I was, sorry, I was influenced quite a lot by the vineyard movement uh, 20 years ago or so in the ministry of John Wimber. And many of the things, but one of the things I always remember about the, if you ever went to a, a vineyard conference, if you ever uh, ever went to a, church, a vineyard church, the worship, there was something about intimacy. There was an intimacy. You know, one of the things that I, I feel so strongly about and uh, I get so angry about, and by the way, it's right to get angry about sin, it's right to get angry about things that we know are wrong. The whole this whole area of abuse. I'm so thankful to God that the area of abuse is being exposed more than more. People are being called to account. There is an accountability structure that's being put into society in a far greater way than it ever was as certainly I was growing up. But one of the things the enemy therefore does is to then put us into fear of intimacy. And and, and fear and, and intimacy becomes almost a word that we, we don't really talk about, that kind of word. But our relationship to our loving Father God is an intimate one. That he calls us into a deep relationship. It's a heart relationship. But I think for many of us, we've learned we, to put up barriers and, and defensives. To almost hold the Father and certainly for some of us who battle with even that word, Father, and, and, and our experiences, the enemy would want to try and rob us of knowing how great is the love the Father has lavished on us. I want you to know that today. I feel like it's one of these moments where there's stuff going on in here. It's, it's a very prophetic moment, I think. But there's a thing about... Some of you, you just never knew intimacy in a godly sense. You you, you know, your dad. It's very remote, very distant. Maybe even worse. I do not want you, though, to have a barrier, therefore, that stops you from knowing the heart of the Father. He is good. And he has good gifts for his children. He has the Holy Spirit that he wants to give. And there is a, there's a healing in the heart of the Father. There's a restoration. That which is broken, fractured, fear instilling, distant, absent, all of these negative words the Father comes. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. Just welcome you. Just welcome you. How much more? We, we welcome the how much more of the Father God. Abba. Abba. You might never have been able to say, Dad, let alone Daddy, or any of these other personal words. Just come this morning, Holy Spirit, just come. Minister to your people, Dad. <laughs> Restoration restoring. If we're going to flow in the Spirit, if we're going to live in the Spirit, life in the Spirit, this is one of the parts of it, is our relationship to the Father. That prayer that Pete Gregg prayed, it just leapt out at me as I read it this morning. Restore the dignity of, strength and integrity of fatherhood in our nation. I believe Christian men are being called to to stand, to be Biblical fathers, to be godly fathers, to be pure and holy and righteous and just and fair, loving, gentle, kind. We have an enemy who's wanted to rob fathers of that calling. I believe today that, even today, the Holy Spirit wants to restore. Some of you have been afraid to be dad, proper dad. Some of you have been afraid to build strong, righteous Pure relationships with your children. Holy Spirit, just do your healing right now. Just heal. Just heal right now. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. That's what we are. Good God who loves to give us good gifts. He loves to give us the Holy Spirit. Why does the Father love to give us this gift of the Spirit? Because the Spirit brings revelation. He's a a Spirit of revelation. What does the Spirit do? He reveals the heart of the Father that's why we're saying, come Holy Spirit. That's why we're saying, Holy Spirit, help me to be being filled day by day. To be full of the Spirit, conscious of the Spirit of God, mindful of the Spirit. Why? Because he reveals the Father and the Son. He reveals the love of the Father. He leads us into the gifts of the Father, gifts that build us, and gifts that build those around us. Gifts that bring healing into our community. Healing into our family. To be filled with the spirit that we might have the love of the Father. And by the way, this morning, mothers, this is for you too. Please hear that. You know that as well. Because the Godhead is not is neither male or female. Yes, there's an incredible picture of the Father. We know that. But the Beautiful relationship of the the female nature of God as well, also as He gathers those chicks under His wing, as the powerful picture of the eagle with the chicks, and how the eagle pushes them out of the nest, but then swoops and catches them, and teaching them to fly, and all of these great truths. Just receive. Maybe some of the worship team just come and help us a minute, can you? We're going to come have to some communion together because the greatest gift, the greatest gift of the Father, it's the Son, isn't it? John three sixteen. For God, so loved the world, what that He gave. He gave. He gave His one and only Son. Greatest demonstration of love. The Father giving the Son. That's what communion is about. We're going to share communion together. Yes, we're coming, aren't we? We're recognising Jesus. Recognising He gave Himself. Why did He give Himself? Why did he die? That we might be forgiven of our sin, that that fractured, broken relationship between us and the Father, between us and our Creator God, might be restored. We might be brought back together, restored with the Father. And actually, as we take communion together today, I believe, again, I just want to pray for, for healing that comes as we share communion.